Welcome to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button and find us online at theridgecc.com. At our website, you can catch up with everything that's happening at The Ridge, watch previous messages, and learn more about who we are. If you want to watch services live, you can catch them every Sunday via our online community at live.theridgecc.com. We hope this message inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Hey everyone, great to be with you. My name's Jody, and I serve on staff here as the Ridge's Director of Weekend Experience. All that means is that I lead the teams that help plan and then pull off whatever you experience when you join us for service every week. Well, let's start with something fun today. What have you been binge watching lately? It's kind of funny how much COVID has created this culture of binge watching shows together, right? Just a few examples to prove the point. What was the very first show that you remember COVID binging? Tiger King, right? All you cool cats and kittens, you know you watched it, even though it feels like forever ago. Well, how about one that was re-released and then flashed back for all of us 80s kids? Cobra Kai, yeah. And maybe you started playing chess because of the Queen's Gambit. Okay, one more, one more. Uh, this show started a few years ago, but many of us found it when it was re-released on Netflix and Hulu, and it was called Insane and Inspiring. Alone, if you haven't seen it, this is a reality show that is insane. It drops 10 people into the wilderness on their own. They take 10 pre-selected survival items, and then whoever makes it the longest wins, which sounds simple enough, but it's not. Watch this video with me. You spend a lot of time alone in the wilderness. You better like yourself. This is a whole new level of survival, and we're trying to film it. I commend anyone who can survive in this area. There's a bear right across. Hello, Mr. Camera. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not a fan of moving around camera gear. It's really easy to just become your own worst enemy. The solitude is driving me insane. I don't have a camera crew to talk to. Right? I don't have any interaction whatsoever except for me. It's so loud up there. Pretty sure I just saw a cougar about 10 feet from my front door. I'm sitting in here. I was just charged by a bear. <laughs> could be into the woods circling behind me. I don't know. The last man standing wins $500,000. But it's not worth dying over. What was that? Intense, right? Well, did you notice that they didn't call the show Hangry, even though finding enough food to survive is a huge part of why this is such a tough show for contestants? And they didn't call it Bear Food or Cougar Snack, even though there are legit safety hazards every minute. No, they call the show Alone. Why? Well, could it be that despite all the health and safety dangers around them, the scariest part of competing on this show is the idea of being alone? And maybe it's not the scariest part of just some TV show, but for many of us, it's the scariest part of real life, too. And if that's the case, why would you willingly force yourself to be alone? Okay, we know why the folks on the show did it. Cash prize, right? But some of us are living lonely lives without giving a second thought to the physical and emotional and spiritual damage it's doing. And if that's you, I want you to be real honest and just ask yourself, what is your prize for living alone? Is it worth it. You know, maybe you're a business owner and you're facing the financial pressures of keeping up during COVID and your prize is the appearance of success. Is it worth it? Maybe you're on an island without friends, but you keep posting happy pictures on social media. 
Your prize is avoiding potential rejection, and is it worth it? Maybe you make excuses about how you're an introvert or a unicorn in some other way. Well, is the prize of skirting revealing the real you worth it? It took me a long time to realize what my prize was for living lonely. You know, I'd been living in Los Angeles for about five years at the time, dating this really cute guy long distance, and we have the talk about it being serious, and I decide to move back home to the Milwaukee area. Well, it should have been one of the happiest seasons ever in my life, but really it was one of the loneliest instead. See, people I tried to connect with knew the old me, the one who hadn't been changed by living on her own in a large city. I'd left close friends and a dream job that I was good at to move home without a job. And did I mention that I moved in with my parents to wait oh so patiently for this cute guy to propose? Awkward. Uh, I felt like nobody understood where I was at. Meanwhile, this really cute guy who thought he knew me so well was wondering, you know, what the heck he had gotten himself into because control freak me, who was super independent, was just trying to muscle through. My prize, I came to realize, was the pride of saying I was strong enough to do it alone. Well, we are in week four of a series on mental health that we're calling Let's Talk About It. And we're realizing that mental health impacts all of us, either directly or because someone we know is struggling. But we're also realizing that just because you're struggling doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your faith. And if you've missed any of our previous weeks, I cannot encourage you enough to go back and catch up on our YouTube channel. And then be sure to be here next week because it's a week you're not going to want to miss. Our lead pastor, Mark, is going to gather together some mental health experts and do kind of a panel Q&A about some of the topics and questions you've submitted to us. But today in particular, we're talking about a mental health issue that most of us just deny is an issue for anybody, let alone ourselves, and that's loneliness. Why is it so easy to deny? Well, let's start with the fact that most of us are so connected. We're the most connected people who've ever walked the planet. Social media, FaceTime, Zoom, we literally carry our ability to connect in our pocket everywhere we go. And some of you even carry it into the bathroom with you. Hey, you're at a church service. Don't deny it. I know you do it. But technology is a tool that you use to connect. It's not a connection itself. And it's also easy to deny because loneliness is subjective. Here's the clinical definition of loneliness. Loneliness is the feeling of being alone regardless of the amount of social contact that you have. Now, in English, this means that I can't give you a proper number of friends to have, and what it takes for me to get over feeling lonely is probably going to be different than what it takes for you to say that you feel the same. Now, here's the problem. When you deny loneliness long enough, it snowballs and it becomes devastating. The impacts grow. Before COVID hit, 46% of Americans say they felt lonely at times, and that number skyrocketed to 76% last month. Then during the holidays, two-thirds of Americans said they'd feel even more lonely because of the pandemic's continued impact on our ability to connect or not connect. National and international health experts now describe loneliness as a public health crisis because of its negative impact on our mental and our physical health. We're even starting to hear public service announcements trying to coach us through being lonely 30 seconds at a time. You know, here's why this is such a big deal. The need for belonging is the most fundamental need beyond food and shelter. Now, just take a moment. Let that sink in. 
The need for human connection is the most fundamental human need beyond food and shelter. You know, I think the contestants on Alone figured that out really fast. It's why some of them lasted less than a day. But loneliness is a biological function. It's an internal wiring we have that makes us pay attention to our social needs. You can kind of think of it like hunger, making you pay attention to your physical needs. And there are all sorts of new, interesting brain scans that are being done and MRIs too. And they show loneliness hurts you physically. It actually hurts you the same way uh, that it hurts when you step on a Lego. If you've got kids and done that, you know that's a nightmare. Uh, it's actually the same part of your brain that fires off in those scans from that pain. And other research shows that the stress that comes from loneliness is some of the worst we can experience. It can do things like make you age quicker. It actually makes cancer deadlier, it makes Alzheimer's disease progress even faster. It weakens your immune system. And when you combine all these stats and research, uh, they tell us that it's actually the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. So if this statement is true, the need for belonging, your, your need for belonging, is the most fundamental human need you've got beyond food and shelter. How you doing right now? And if you'd say you're feeling lonely or at least admit that you have recently, you're acknowledging a lack of something that God wired you to have. Now, most of us inherently kind of know this, right? It's why growing up you always want a best friend or it's why you long to have a significant other. It's why you know your greatest memories in your life are never you alone doing anything, right? Well, biology tells us this, and then the impact of COVID has brought this even more to the forefront, but the root of it actually goes back way further. It goes back to God's vision for who he created us to be. And whether you realize it or not, you were created to live connected. Now, culture's definition of connected means that you've got Wi-Fi, but God's definition is different. His definition of connected means that you have meaningful relationships. His version means that you need to be connected in two ways, connected to God and then also connected to others. Sounds really simple, right? But if it is that simple, why are we not doing it? Well, with the time I have left, I want to just share what this really looks like in the life of someone who follows Jesus. The first thing you need to do to avoid being lonely is to be connected to God. And this means that you really can know him personally and that he wants to know you, just you too. And scripture paints a picture of a God who's relational and it's described in this very complicated concept, Trinity. Now, there are actually people who write entire books about this one short little word, but today for our purposes, all we need to know is that it means God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all distinct, but also one God together, united in relationship with each other. And this is how we actually see God being connected to himself. Now, Jesus gives us an intimate understanding of what this looks like when we read his longest recorded prayer. And actually, if you want to get an idea of how much Jesus loves you, this is a great one to go back and read in full. You're going to love it. But uh, this is a part of what he says. My prayer is not for them alone. Them is the disciples who were with him at the time that he was teaching. Uh, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you and me and anybody uh, who's come to believe in Jesus since this time. We're in here too. And why is he praying for us? What does he want for us? Well, that's what we read next. That all of them may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be 
in us. That's what Jesus wants for us, that we have that same kind of connection with him and God that they have with each other. It's that intimate of a desire that he wants for us. Why? Why is that such a big deal? Why is he praying for us to have that? Well, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. You know, the world is going to know what a Jesus follower looks like if we get this connection right. It's what identifies us as who we claim to be. And if being connected to God is that important, how do we do it? Well, we go through something called spiritual disciplines, and the name may sound not so cool, but these are actually crucial habits for people who follow Jesus. It's stuff like reading the Bible and praying. It's stuff you've known all along was really important. You just maybe weren't sure why. Well, this is your why. These things are what connect us to God. Have you ever watched a kid do a connect the dots coloring sheet? And if you do, watch the kid's face. Something magical happens in their eyes when it goes just from a jumbled mess of dots to an image that they clearly understand. The same thing happens for you when you read the Bible. See, God doesn't need you to do it out of an obligation. He's given it to you as a gift to help you connect to his larger story. And he wants you to be a part of it. So if you don't have a Bible, you can stop right now, download one uh, by using the YouVersion app. It's free and you can do it immediately. And you can also connect to God through prayer. That's important too. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, puts it this way, come near to God and he will come near to you. Now notice what he doesn't say here. You don't have to use certain words. It doesn't have to be a particular length. It doesn't have to be in a particular physical position when you're doing it, written, said out loud, thought in your head. He doesn't care. Remember, this is relational. It's not about performing a ritual. You know, the most important thing is that you want to draw close to God. And if you want to connect to him, again, this verse tells us that he will be there for you no matter what. It's a promise. It will happen. It's essentially our all access pass to God. So you want to feel seen and heard and valued, which are all things that mental health professionals tell us are needed to fight loneliness. Well, how about trying being seen and heard and valued by God, the God that created you and loves you? You can do that through prayer. Now, if praying is still intimidating, maybe a little confusing for you, you can just go to our YouTube channel and you can watch this video. It's three minutes long. It's called, How Do I Pray? And it breaks it down in a way that's going to, man, I promise you, it's going to help you try it for yourself. So connecting to God is the first way that we need to live connected and stave off loneliness. Well, the second way we do that is to connect to others. Jesus did this too. He actually lived connected to 12 disciples and walked and talked with them for three years. But within that group, he had three friends that he was closest to, Peter, James, and John. Now he asked these guys to do stuff like witness him speaking to God, pray with him all night before he was crucified, take care of his mom once he was gone, and actually be the foundation for what he would build his future church upon. So how do you know if you've got faith-building friends like Jesus? Well, you ask yourself this question, who can you reveal the real you to? And once you get some names going, ask, will they encourage and challenge and help you on your journey to follow Jesus? If you don't have an answer, you don't have this connection. Now, it's real easy to blame other people for this because a friend doesn't reach out or a coworker doesn't understand you or your Ridge Group leader isn't quite meeting your expectations, but that is you being passive in your own connections and your connections are an active thing. You need to bring your full self to 
And by the way, if you are not in a group, get in a group, even online. We've got a ton of them. What are you waiting for? We have fun. We pray. We grow spiritually. We go out in the community together when we can, and that's really it. And some of you are in a group right now, but you think it's not going well. You think the reason is because of everybody else in your group. But do you know one reason, one real reason it's not going so well? It's because you aren't bringing your full self to that group. You're skirting by hoping nobody notices. And you're cheating yourself because you're lonely and you're cheating others because they don't get to learn from your journey. Now, some of you know this is the step that you need to take, but because of the pandemic, you're allowing yourselves to just kind of check out. And I wanna encourage you, you gotta fight against that with everything you've got because this connection is that important to you and your faith journey. So find out how to join a group. You can text group right now to the number on your screen and you never know how God is gonna connect you with the right person in a group or put somebody in a group with you who could be impacted by what you have the courage to share. Because see, here's the thing, loneliness cannot be cured alone. You know, I feel like I found that out the hard way when I moved home from LA. Right as I was like crashing and burning on the inside, I had to hear some really hard truth from that really cute guy that I had talked about, who did become my husband, by the way. He suggested I talk to somebody about what I was going through. And he did it in a way that expressed care, not judgment. But then it was really up to me to admit that I wanted it to be different. And the Christian counselor I saw helped me connect the dots. She reminded me of how God made me to need connections. And she helped me see that even though I was tough, I just lost a lot. So feeling a gap was okay. I just needed to take some steps to close it. So I decided to step in and I started to hang out with the wife of somebody that I knew from college and she seemed snarky and smart and just fun. And it was way uncomfortable to put myself out there, but having someone to do stuff with or to text or to vent to, it just made the risk worth it. And I also landed in a ridge group of women of all different generations. And it was awesome because they could talk to me about what being married or having kids someday might be like. And they understood the pressure of work-life balance. They also encouraged me to do what I needed to do to prioritize my own personal walk with Jesus. And they inspired me to live out my faith in a way that I had never been inspired before. You know, I learned it is so much better to live connected than to be lonely. So let me ask you, are you living a lonely life? And if so, what is the prize you're after? Because I promise you, you are fooling yourself into thinking that there is one. You were created to live connected, but I can't want those connections for you. Your group leader, your spouse, they can't want those connections for you either. Only you can decide what kind of connection you may be missing and then what you're willing to do about it. Once you admit where your gap is, you can do the work to get some new connections, move past your loneliness and experience the fullness of living a connected life. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for giving us the gift of connection. Thank you for modeling it uh, with how you're connected to yourself and your son and the spirit. And God, most of all, thanks for making a way for us to be connected to you, to feel what the fullness of relationships can mean. God, give us the courage to step in to make new connections in new ways today and in the days to come. God, where we would be tempted to judge one another as we're starting to connect, would you just help us hold our horses and really just reserve all of that and put you and your wants and desires for us to have these connections at the forefront. 
God, we just trust that even though it's going to feel uncomfortable, that good things are going to come from it. God, let the people around us who already have these connections just be really awesome examples for us. Let them uh, encourage us and push us gently to take these new steps that they know are right for us. God, we thank you so much, most of all, for your son and for the sacrifice that he made for us. We pray all this in his mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rich Community Church's podcast. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to host you at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more about our kids and students' environments, visit us at theridgecc.com. That's theridgecc.com.